There are 78 cards in a tarot deck, 22 major arcana cards, and 56 minor arcana cards. Each card carries its own meaning, symbolism, imagery, and narrative. Since the mid-15th century, people have been using tarot cards for a variety of reasons, primarily rooted in their fascination with the mystical and the desire for insight into their lives. Welcome to this special bonus edition of This Shit Works, hosted by me, Julie Brown. And for this special episode, I have asked my friend and previous guest on the podcast, Ange de la Mer, back to explain tarot cards to us and how we can use their meaning to aid us in networking and business decisions. I've had my tarot cards read numerous times. I've asked the deck for answers and guidance for life, love, and business during all different stages of my life. So when Ange reached out to me with the idea of bringing tarot to the podcast, I was intrigued. We met and she encouraged me to buy my own deck of cards, which I did, and then immediately became overwhelmed. 78 cards, all with their own meaning and symbolism, Some of the cards, like the death card, the hanged man, the devil, they look like they have dire warnings. And some have no words at all, just symbols, like the Ten of Cups and the Two of Pentacles. How was I going to be able to decipher what the cards were trying to tell me? Well, I did what everyone does when they need answers. I went straight to the Google machine and found a guide online that broke down each and every card in the deck and what it meant if it was straight or reversed. And I simply started working with them, asking the deck a question, shuffling the deck, cutting it into three stacks, and then picking a card from each stack, choosing three cards to help me decipher the answer to the question I was asking the deck. You know, there are a lot of ways you can ask the deck for answers and they get really intricate with their layouts and I'm not advanced enough to do that. I'm not advanced enough to do anything beyond three cards. So that will come with time. Maybe. (laughs) Hopefully. What surprised me about this activity, even just this three card activity, was when I focused on one specific question pick three cards and examine them to show me what was happening or make sense or give direction to the question I was asking, it actually did end up making a lot of sense. You know, if it hadn't made sense and if I hadn't found value in it, I never would have brought this episode to you. But since it was helpful for me, I thought it might be helpful for you as well. And who better than Ange to teach us how we can all get started? So... Uh, I don't actually know how long it's been, but welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me back. I'm so, um, I feel so honored actually, and very excited because tarot for me is a passion. It wasn't something, you know, I, I didn't think when I was a little, I'm going to be a tarot reader one day. <laughs> the way I became a tarot reader was pretty, I would say like in like the side, the side um, alleys or roads that you take in life. I don't know exa- the exact word in English, but hit me a bit by surprise. And it's funny because I'm writing my second memoir at the moment, which explains how I went from being a lawyer to being a town reader. So it's all very relevant. But I did the same thing as you did um, when I two, two days, sorry, um, intensive training with a town local 
an established tarot reader where I live. And that's where I learned interesting techniques on how to let go of all the actual meaning of the cards. Because you can get attached to it, especially if you're left brain and if you're logical. But I also did a wonderful training. They go into so much depth, the the breadth and depth, simply mind-blowing. But not everybody wants to have to do that in order to use cards for themselves. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of developed a very simple method that everybody can use. And I think when we agreed, when we talked a couple of months back about this bonus episode, that my intention or my, the passion behind what I want to share today with you and your audience is that I want to keep people safe with the tarot. Because I consider that the tarot is like a double-edged sword or like a knife. And if, you know, as if any tool, if you, you can use it, you can cut your stuff or you can just make a wonderful meal. Mm-hmm. And I want to make yes. sure that people know, you know, the pitfalls and how, how to keep on the straight and narrow with the tarot. Yeah. So that leads me to a question. So say there's somebody who's like, okay, I'm interested. I want to buy a deck. Do they do what I do? Go to Google and find a guide? How would you suggest people start with getting with, into tarot? With a tarot. Well, the first thing is to get a tarot deck. And I can't remember if I recommended one to you. You or, did recommend not, one to me. Because it was a while I, back. Yeah, which, I ended up buying a different one. Um, okay. But you did yeah. recommend a couple of them to me. Yeah. Are you happy with the one that you have? Yeah. Good. So you need to use your intuition to choose your own tarot deck. That's exactly how you should choose a tarot deck. Okay. Intuition is a big part of it because tarot decks have energies of their own. Now, I know I'm going to stretch the minds of your listeners a little bit around this. Uh, However, I am a Reiki master. I know a lot about energy. And this is how I was able to explain to myself why the tarot cards worked. So I was a healer first before I was a tarot reader. And that gave me a real understanding that's quite different from other tarot readers on how exactly this stuff works. Okay. And it kind of links sort of to the law of attraction uh, because in a way, the tarot works as a mirror from what's inside of you. Um, when you shuffle the cards, everybody will ask you to shuffle the cards. You put your energy into the deck mm-hmm. and the deck then responds to your energy. That's how I can put it the simplest and the least spooky way possible for your mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. But the proof is in the pudding because for me, that's exactly how I pro- progress with all these esoteric um, techniques that I embraced. You know, I was a lawyer to start with. And for me, um, I still, I had a pretty open mind for a lawyer. But for me, if it works, I'll continue to use it. If it doesn't, I stop. And it looks like you had a good journey with the tarot Mm -hmm. since we last spoke. It was helpful. I'm super happy that you had this firsthand experience before we talked, because then you can feed back to me and tell me, yeah, I think that's useful. That's what happened or whatever. Have, Have you had any difficult experiences with the tarot? I don't think I've worked with it enough to have a difficult experience yet because I've just I've just been learning it and reading the cards and saying, oh, this is what this means and this is what this means. I've only asked it that one question that one time. I've been more trying to learn the deck, okay. um, which I think actually is a really good way for me to ask, you know, it's easier to. What, what am I trying to say here? So like I to not get bad habits. So can you I know that you said. And you didn't tell me what they were, but you said there was three most common mistakes people make when using the tarot cards. So maybe let's start there because we don't want to get off on the wrong foot when we're starting. Yeah. And I don't want to get off on the wrong foot either. So I don't want I want to make sure that I haven't made those three mistakes. Okay. So 
I can remember two. I'll try to remember the third one. <laughs> okay, we'll talk as we discuss. No, because I, I remember writing a blog post and something back then, but a lot of time has passed. So the, I know that the very first um, mistake people make is to ask the wrong question. Okay. There's an art to asking questions. Uh, and actually, it's more than just with the tarot. Generally, coaches or mentors or people who try to help you on your path will always try to craft the right question so that you get the right answer. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, and, and it's from having had that experience of 17 years of tarot readings where people come to me and I know they're asking the wrong question. Now, I can't always tell them that. So I kind of suss out the situation that they're ready to actually ask the right questions. And yeah. I'll give you a very simple example. I'd love to have your feedback on the tarot readings you've had, because I'm kind of interested in people's sure. first-hand experiences of tarot yeah. readers as well. Mm -hmm. um, so someone uh, came to me and said, am I going to marry my boyfriend? Well, that, that is not the right question. Yeah. That okay. is definitely not the right question. But looking back, insight is such a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. What you want to ask is, are we a good fit? Are we going to happen together? Okay. Um, is this going to work out? And, and I'm going to give you an example from what happened to actually me. It wasn't a tarot reader. It was a psychic medium. I went to have my first reading with an American friend, actually, who dragged me to see a psychic in Boston when I visited her. And um, I, I even remember the name of the guy. He was called George. And I asked exactly that question. That's why I can make fun of myself. I'm not making fun of one of my clients. I think everybody and who's gone to a tarot reader has asked that question. <laughs> exactly. And the psychic medium said, I hope you want to marry him because you will. Right? Well, that was, that was definitely a message, very subtle message. Let me know. I might not be as happy as I thought I would be marrying that man. Right. He was very subtle. And very good, because if I was ready to hear that, I would have heard it. But mm -hmm. because I wasn't, I went straight into the marriage and divorced <laughs> two years later with quite a few scars and, and missing feathers. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so asking the right question is so important. So I do like saying, um, instead of, are we going to stay together? Are we going to be together? It is, are we a good fit? Which you can yes, sort of all. do in all of your relationships, like any relationship you're in, yeah. like, why am I struggling with this relationship? Am I a good fit? Am I pushing it? Am I like whatever? Yeah. Well, what can I do to make the relationship work? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not that subtle, but it's a shift. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the top, the first. Asking questions incorrectly um, is what we do. Make. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say incorrectly. But what I suggest is that people first write down their question before they ask the deck, because very often by the time you get the answer, you forgot what question you asked. Mm -hmm. You forgot exactly what wording you used. And all that is super important. Okay. Because from the words that you use, you can get a completely different answer. So I okay. would say take as long as you can. I got the third, um, third tip. So that's it. I'm complete now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first one, ask the right question. Yeah. But don't panic about asking the wrong one first. Just make it a game, get the feedback and do it again until you understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's very often a good idea to ask, is it the right time to ask this question? Am I ready to ask the question? Because we're not always ready to hear mm -hmm. the answers. So I, I would say this is my first tip. Um, the second one, second biggest mistake is to ask the same question until you get the answer that you want. I've done that as well. <laughs> Why have you done any of these, Julie? Really? Because, you know, you've been 
having fun and you wanted to know if you made those mistakes. So no, you know, audience, I, your audience. You know, you in my tarot card reading, I did go when a boyfriend and I broke up and I did ask that tarot card reader if we were going to get back together. And she was quite adamant about the fact that, that we were not getting back together. And then she was also a psychic and she went on to to perfectly describe the man that I ended up marrying, which was completely crazy. Like she was like, I will tell you who you're going to marry. He looks like this. He does this, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, this woman's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know? (laughs) And then um, fast forward, however many years later, I mean, it was probably four years later. I never thought of, of those words that she mentioned until my husband asked me to marry him. And when he was asking me to marry him, I was like, oh, like I remembered everything she said. I was like, she knew she could see him. Um, but then, you know, when I was starting my own business, I did. Ha- I went to I talked about success. And was this the right was this the right time? Was this the right business? Was I ready? Um, I've asked about my husband's business. Not so. I don't know. I mean, not that the answers would have changed my mind, but I almost was like looking for positive reinforcement. <laughs> and you know what? This is a very important and there's nothing but when we, we take a risk um, that is trustworthy and that you trust, then they can give you that little nudge. And for me, for years, whatever psychics readings they were, do- were done for me, it was always a confirmation of something I already knew. But when it's your intuition speaking and you don't trust it just yet, it's nice to have that reinforcement, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, it wasn't going to change me from, I, I was still going to go through with it. I just, I don't know. I trusted my own gut. That's what I was doing it. But you always want somebody to, else to say, yeah, this is, the, or not even somebody else. Like you want the universe to say that this is the right decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, as I said, I think it's, um, it's human to yeah. want that reinforcement, that encouragement. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, but um, my question was also directed as when you did readings for yourself. Did yeah. you ask the right question? Did you ask the same again until you got the answer you wanted to hear? No, I only no. did it once. And I, I, I got to be honest, I didn't write down the question, so I don't exactly remember what it was. But, um, you know, I've, I've changed some things in my business over the past year. I've sort of dissolved the consultancy part of my business and now pretty much speak and coach full time. And. With that came some growing pains and some changes to reoccurring revenue and just financial. It was a financial thing, shift that happened in the business. And so when you let go a very lucrative part of the business to grow another part that gives you more joy, there's some financial ramifications um, with that. And so I think I asked something to the effect of, did I make the right decision? Like, even though this is hard, is this the right decision? And I pulled the three cards. And so somewhere I had read that you could interpret the three cards as past, present, and future. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And good one. it rang complete. I wish I had taken notes when I did it, but it rang completely true about where I was, you know, where I had, the company had been and where it was now financially. And then it had a really, really bright sort of card interpretation for the future. And it just made me feel really good. So that's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. So congratulations. You avoided at least two. I think yeah. three actually of the top mistakes. 
Do you want me to get on with the third one? Yeah, I would love that. Well, yes, we did. Yeah. So the third one is don't use tarot cards when you're feeling depressed. Mm. Okay. And I'm not using that word lightly, um, but it could also be when you're feeling really down or discouraged or, or very dark, when, you, when you're feeling dark, dark emotions. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is the tarot, because it's a mirror, it reflects back to you. Um, you would probably interpret all the cards that you're seeing as the worst possible interpretation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I don't encourage people to use the tarot cards when they're feeling down or when they're feeling in, 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 a, in a very difficult. It's better to ask someone else to read them for you because they'll have a bit of distance from the, sure. from the, the problem. And also, um, I mean, there's oracle cards. I think they're better for that because they don't have the death card, like you mentioned at the very start of this episode. They don't have the hanged man and all these things that can really trigger us right. when we see these cards. Right. For someone who might do that on their own, especially if they haven't done any therapy or if they haven't done any self-reflection or if they don't journal, right. that can be a bit tricky. You know, I think... A lot of the times that I've had my cards read, the people that read them were also intuitives or sensitives or psychics or mediums. And so I think that there was a lot more going on in that reading um, because I've had mm -hmm. some ta so tarot card readers who reading my cards, they just said things to me that they could never know. The cards would never tell them this. And so if somebody's listening, saying, hey, I would like to use this tool for myself for answers, but I'm not intuitive. I'm not psychic. I don't have a third eye. I'm not, an, uh, you know, a sensitive. What is your advice to people who are don't have those other abilities? Like, I don't have those. Yeah. I don't have those yeah. other abilities. This is a very, very good question. First of all, I'm going to debunk one myth. Everybody's intuitive. Not everybody's psychic, but everybody's intuitive. Mm -hmm. It's built into us as a sort of protection mechanism. It's that gut feeling that you get, uh, that we all get as kids. And the, the only reason why we don't think we're intuitive is because it's been knocked out of us through schooling. So we're all intuitive. You don't need to be psychic to benefit from the tarot because the tarot is actually going to help you tune into your own intuition. What's really important is to set an intention for your tarot deck. So for me, I asked that my readings with my tarot deck, and I, I sort of, it's not consecrate, it's too big a word, but I always set an intent for each of my decks. And it's mm -hmm. always that I want the readings to be helpful, to be um, uplifting, and to be inspirational. Mm -hmm. Now you could set your intent to, to whatever, you, you might want to set your intent that it's accurate. Obviously for me, I want it to be accurate. Yeah. And it's, it's good to play with different words. And maybe I encourage people to actually start an intuition journal, right? Like this. Mm -hmm. And in it, so you've done only one reading, but now if you want to do more, write down your question, okay. what card you're getting, what do you think it means? And then leave a space. I left space here, for example, mm -hmm. so that I can get back to it in two, three, four weeks time, four months when I actually get the confirmation or the thing actually happens. And then I can get back and say, oh, what did I read back then? Because what you yeah. want is to do some detective work on your own intuition so that you trust it more and more. Okay. I should have done that. I should have. Um, Does that make sense? Yes, I should have done that. I should. But have, you didn't know. Because, I didn't, yeah, well, I guess. That's why you're here. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm here. 
I should have had the journal and I should have said this was the question I asked and these were the cards that I pulled. So yeah, that's fine. Now you know and, mm. and your audience will know. This is exactly why I wanted to come here today. Because I don't think there's only so much you can learn on Google. Right. About this stuff. Yeah. And and then there's people who have the experience, the first lived experience. And then I think these people have, you know, an input. And and of course everybody's different. Some people will like me, some people won't. And I'm not taking this personally. There's right. um as many flavors of tarot readers and tarot teachers as there are pupils and, and different affinities. But I like to keep it it's super simple. Maybe it's because of my lawyer's background. I like to keep it practical and grounded. And I will say to you one thing that's really helped in um, both training that I did with the tarot is that, yeah, it's okay to try to learn all the meaning, but you'll never remember it right. all, not in the moment. So it's okay to check the little book that comes with your tarot to, whilst you build your confidence with it. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do, even if you read the book, is when you open it and you read sentences, check within your body the ones that resonate with you. And mm. that's how you're going to know what is correct and what doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. By reading it, you will have a feeling inside your body. So when it comes to networking and business development, what are yep. the kinds of questions we could ask the deck? Like, suppose we met, you yeah. and I met in yeah. a networking event, and you want to know if I'm a good prospect. Mm -hmm. You just ask the cards. You say, should I pursue her? Should I, you know, try to organize a one-to-one -one meeting with her? What kind of synergies could happen between us? All these questions you can ask the card. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, in what way, it can save you wasting your time on someone, for example, that is really not a good match with who you are. Thinking about someone, but you're feeling guilty? You're like, I don't know this person from, you know, a, a, a bar soap. Why am I having this reaction to that person? You're feeling right. bad about it. And you want to see, is there something in it? You know, is it because I, I was having a bad day or is it really that I need to be careful around that person? Mm -hmm. Pull the card and you'll get the answer. And I'll teach you a technique. And I don't know if you found that on your Google journey. No. <laughs> All right. So should I take but, out my card? Should I take out yes, my deck right now? Yes. Okay. I will show you a technique to ask a yes or no question. Have you okay. found a technique online to ask a yes or no question yet? Okay, no. I got my deck. Okay, so what you do, first you knock your deck because that kind of clears the energy really quickly oh. from e everything else you would have done before. Because okay. the deck gets builds energy from all the readings. So you want to clear the, yeah, the energy. Okay. Then you shuffle it. No, no, actually. Then what you do, you split it in two. Okay. And then you turn one upside down. Okay. And you get it back together. So okay. you have half the cards, like at least half the cards, especially if it's new, that are going to be upside, um, upright, uh, or uh, reversed. Okay? Yeah. Then you shuffle and you ask your question. Now you want to focus on your question whilst you shuffle. So do you have a question you want to ask now I, that would be a yes or no answer? Um, I, I, of course I'm blanking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So let's ask. I'm going to ask my deck, and you can ask your deck. Is this episode going to be useful for your audience? Right? Okay. Let's have a bit of fun. Okay. So is this episode going to have be beneficial, or you want to two, three times in your mind so that you really focus your mind on that? Okay. And then you pull the card out, but it doesn't matter how you pull it, where okay. you pull it. And whether you turn it around when you look, and then you, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then, right, you have an upright and I have an upright. This is a yes. 
king of wands. If the card, yeah, the, the card doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. If, no, what matters is if it's upright or reversed. If okay. it's upright, it's a yes. If it's reversed, it's a oh, no. I actually pulled it up. Uh, I pulled it this way and then turned it to show it to you. So mine was upside okay. down. So, so we're, yes and yours we're splitting the odds on this one. Well, what I would take out of this is that not all of your audience is going to enjoy the episode, right. but it will be relevant for some, right? Mm -hmm. That's useful, actually, as an information. Let's say I had a question about my business. For example, I, a lot of times, have to go back and forth with potential clients, and I have to decide if they don't have my full fee, is this a, a client that I should still work with and discount my fee because I like the group or I like, you know, whatever. Um, but that is a business decision that I have to make over and over again yeah. with potential yeah. clients. Like, is that something I could ask the deck? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. you ask it the way I've shown you. So I have a I have yeah. a potential client that I met with this morning. There's no way they would have my fee, but I still like I it would be a feel good event, okay. but it still does take a day out of my calendar that I have to travel to the event. So I have to decide. So on how would you phrase the question? How would you I phrase would that? Say, We're going to have a bit of a little play with that. Okay. I guess the question would be. Well, one of the questions would, if I decide yes, well, you know, would it be, will I regret taking on this client or should I take on this client? Um, okay. So I think. The second one is not precise enough because you okay. should say, should I take this client at the rate that, or you, whatever, you add okay. the price behind okay. it. Okay, so I think that's a good question. Should I take this client at a 75% reduced rate? Okay. Go, focus, do what I've just okay. asked. Do I have to tap the deck because... Ask you to do and ask the question. Okay. Yes, because we asked the question before. Okay. Yeah. You shuffle them without looking at them. Yeah, so... I'm, with your deck, it's difficult to see which one is the. Oh, I the forgot to um, the cut it. I forgot to cut it in half. Let's punch. Okay, so just cut it now. Okay, so cut it. Cut in it in half. Turn it around. Okay. And just focus on that question. Should I take on? Just think of the name at seventy-five percent of my rate. You could add. You could phrase it slightly different by saying, "Would it be in my for my highest good?" Mm -hmm. To da da da. Okay. So, I'm now pulling out a card. Uh-oh, it's upside down. Okay, that means no. Okay. How do you feel about that no, though? I feel bad about it because I like them. Okay. So, what you could do next is to journal mm -hmm. around that no, okay. how you feel, and is it just guilt? And in which case you can overcome that guilt and just tune into actually how you feel about doing it or not mm -hmm. and you can override the cards because i don't think there's going to be any dire consequences right. if you decided to do it anyway but yeah. you could ask another question so if we wrote down the question that we just asked mm -hmm. should i do it five percent maybe you could ask the question um should i work with this client at 50 percent okay so yep. okay if the bar a little bit let's see if it's a yes at that okay so I'm going to cut the that's deck. That's why I said don't ask just the one thing. Yeah. Add the price at the back because that's the defining factor for you. There's something in there, right? Okay. It's the same card, but it's this. It's straight up. 
How weird is that? Is the same. I know. I don't know if anybody. Amazing. This is again. This is a, not a visual medium, but to pull the same exact card out of seventy-eight cards. Yes. That's crazy to pull the same exact yeah. card. You you do the maths. I don't do the maths anymore. But it's I agree with you. So by going, see, if you hadn't asked that seventy-five or fifty, yeah. you wouldn't have actually a precise answer. If right. you had stopped, I shall I work with them at seventy-five percent, and it was a no, you wouldn't have worked with them at all. Right. But you go to the next question, and next, so it's an inquisi- um, inquisitive yeah. process. How weird is it to pull the same exact card on the same question? Well, and with have it Julie, be- I always say it's yeah, it's weird and wonderful. Don't forget <laughs> to add the wonderful at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fantastic. I love it. I, I'm shocked by this, that it's the same exact cards. Um, this is the two of, what is it? So I think it, it's the two of wands. And yeah, this is a card about, I'm going to say as a joke, it's the the card of the world domination. Oh, it's the card of the person who has success, who's happy. So you have that. It's not just the card. It's also just the upright or not. Then if you want, you can explore the meaning of the card. You got a yes, but it was this card, not yeah. the 77 other cards. So you can go deeper into the meaning of the card. So this is a, an extremely positive card to get for your answer, especially at 50%. So what you need to do is stretch that client a little bit and see if they're going to bite. It's going to be yeah. good for them because they need to have more belief in their whatever they're doing. Yeah. And it's better for you because you don't give away 75% of your right. fee. Yeah. No, Look this... how the tarot can help with such a simple decision. But as we discussed earlier, it's the art of asking the right question yeah, and then questioning the answer with more questions until you get to a point where you feel good about whatever is happening. Is there a point of like oversaturation where you're just asking too many questions and you're just doing it too much? Just as you would in any normal decision process in your business. Yeah. You can overthink things and you can exhaust yourself. And also... You know, um, top mistake number two, asking the same question again and again. And then you can confuse the cards as well because the cards are saying, I gave you the answer already. Why are you asking again? I'm fed up with you. And they might mess with you then. And I've had that happen to me. If I don't trust the answers I'm getting first and I ask three days later the same question, unless I say to the cards, look, I'm so sorry. I'm not confident at the moment. I really need that bit of reinforcement. Okay. But if you mess with the cards, the cards are going to mess with you. Right. It's that mirror thing. The only- so, I mean, I just, I, I found, I, you know what, I know we pull you and I both pulled one upside down and one right side up about whether or not this was going to be useful. It's been supremely useful for me right now, just in doing this little exercise with the cards right this second. I want to go back to how we decided to do this episode. Were you doing something specifically tarot for networking? Can you refresh my memory? I don't remember precisely, but I wanted to make sure that people had enough. It's becoming popular. I see blogs everywhere, but not everybody knows enough about the tarot to do it right. And I wanted to make sure that your audience had that bit of information that's useful to get started. So I think that's how we got. And you said, Oh, that sounds like a great idea for my Halloween special. And I thought, yes. yeah, let's yeah. spook everyone out. Yeah. I've spooked you. <laughs> Wait, your terror spooked you with this I, card. I can't Perfect. even do this with the same exact card. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, statistically now, to shuffle the deck. Yeah. 
out of 78 cards yeah. and pull the same exact card is just statistically unbelievable. So, Julie, write this in your intuition journal. You've learned something. You've learned lots of interesting things. You might want to write them in your, in your journal as well so you remember them. Well, obviously, you'll be able to listen to the, to the recording. And then that particular reading, that was super powerful. Even the one where we got reversed, I had one and you had the yeah. other. I think it's still very valuable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The interest is not always to get the yes or the no. It's in interpreting what does that really mean. I hope this, just this little thing that we did makes people curious enough, if they weren't already curious enough to say, how can I use this? This sounds like something really interesting and informative. And this is another tool. It's not the only tool that you're going to use in your business, but this is another tool. And I agree. I think more and more people are using it. I'm super excited that we did this. And it's healthy. It is healthy to approach that kind of thing with the skepticism because you don't want to be enrolled into some sort of weird cult or, you know, crazy practice. But I think it's the experimentation and uh, keeping an open mind. Right. Always use your discernment as well, right? Yeah. You don't want to decide on the $10 million investment only on the base of the tarot card. You got to use your, your, you're not here. When you do the tarot, you're not here to put your business acumen behind you, mm -hmm. right? It's supposed to enhance everything else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so, thank you yeah. so much for being here. This was, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun. So I'm so glad that you suggested this and that we actually ended up doing it as a bonus episode. Thank you for having me. It's always such a pleasure. Was this episode a little woo-woo? Yes. Am I still totally into it? Also, yes. I have to tell you that quick exercise that we did with me asking the deck that question about taking that gig at a reduced rate and then getting the same fucking card twice in a row after shuffling, cutting, and shuffling again, like, that's uncanny. And even though it was the same card, it was different answers because in one question, it was straight up, and in the other one, it was reversed. Like, what? How is it possible to go through all that and pick up the same exact fucking card? The card was the Two of Wands. So I decided to dig a little further into the card because it can't just be a coincidence that it came up twice in a row, right? You know, the second time I asked, it was, you know, the second time I asked it, it was upright. It meant that I should say yes to the opportunity at that 50% reduced rate. Upon further research, I learned that the upright Two of Wands predicts success in creative ventures, especially those that involve partnership or cooperation. Oh my gosh. When it comes to money and progress at work or as an entrepreneur, the Two of Wands represents financial stability. Moreover, it urges you to survey the situation carefully and then create a plan for success. This is literally the exact type of business advice I was looking for when it came to this particular client and this particular question of whether or not to work with this client. I don't know. After this, I think I'm going to be tuning into this deck a lot in the future. What do you think? Would you trust the tarot to help you make business decisions or is this a little too out there for you? Anyways, let me know. I can't wait to hear if you have your own tarot stories. Okay, it's that time. On to the drink of the week, which is the Fortune Teller cocktail from the Cosmic Cocktails book. Here's what you're going to need. 
one and a half ounces of Blanco tequila, one ounce of cherry, one ounce of cherry liqueur, and a lemon peel for garnish. What you're going to do is you're going to fill a rocks glass with ice and then add the liquors and stir and garnish with a lemon peel. That's a strong ass drink, dude. I mean, you don't need a fortune teller to tell you, no, you're going to be tipsy after you drink that one. Okay. All right, friends, that's all for this week. If you like what you heard today, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Also, please remember to share the podcast to help it reach a larger audience. If you want more Julie Brown, you can find my book, This Shit Works, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can find me on LinkedIn at JulieBrownBD. Just let me know where you found me when you reach out. I'm Julie Brown underscore BD on my Instagram. You can always pop on over to my website, JulieBrownBD.com. Until next week, cheers. Cheers.